Super Clash. It is the Super Clash podcast. We are finally back after probably a what a two a two month hiatus, I would say. I'm your host, Kale. Hi, I'm Connor. And oh man, it feels so good to be back, man. It's been a long time. I missed your face. Oh, I missed all of you. All of me? Well, some parts not so much. Oh. Uh, but yeah, and for those who didn't know, we took um, quite a bit of a hiatus because both of us had a pretty big move. Yep. We uh, both of us moved house. That was that was not planned. That just was just happenstance. Yep. Um, Connor got his house uh, first, and then I um, got wind of a duplex uh, from a friend, and it just happened to be perfect for us, for my fiance and I, and uh, we moved in uh, last weekend. Very nice. So yeah, and so here we are in a brand new recording room. It's about so much quieter than the last one, yeah. and so much nicer. It, um, it's still lots of boxes, but uh, we'll get there all in good times. But during this uh, hiatus, I played quite a few games. Uh, I don't think you got a chance to play anything, Connor. No, I'm the opposite. I touched like no games. But I think you watched quite a bit of anime, though. No. <laughs> you came unprepared? I have nothing. Connor! Well, the only thing that I really did was I've been watching the Marvel's What If, and then... Okay. Uh, did I do anything else? I mean, I've kept up on gaming news. I just haven't actually played any games, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I have quite a bit. And just because of the move, I know we we had a new segment in the last episode, uh, Let's Get Physical. Um, we probably can talk about that a little bit. Uh, but I don't. But don't expect anything that big right now. Next week, definitely. Once we kind of get settled in. So let's just go ahead and get started. I ha- I have a list of things. I had to write this down because. And that's uh, that was annoying. <laughs> uh, good. So some of the games I played during this break was I I got the uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Mm-hmm. And that's something I definitely want to talk about. Um, I played a little bit of Aliens, the new Aliens game, Fireteam. Nice. With a buddy of mine. And I I haven't started it really, but I got the PS5 version of Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Let's go ahead, and before we get into game, the actual games that we played, um, let's talk about the state of play that uh, happened recently. Okay. I mean, it's 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 been a week, I know. It's like a light year. In, in I know, but again, <laughs> we've, we've been we've been so busy, and oh my god, Connor, like PlayStation killed it. Oh yeah, with this uh, state of play, the last one wasn't. I wasn't very impressed with. It. I think that was the uh, when they showed gameplay of the second Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks so looks decent. Um, I'm you're like me. I wasn't too crazy about the la- uh the first entry. Yeah. But diff- different strokes for different folks. So, Forsaken, that one, you know, with the with the with the lady, and uh, she like goes into like this medieval world and everything. So, ah, uh, she basically gets isekai'd if you're familiar with anime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm really excited for this one. It looked pretty cool. It's it like, looked like uh, I was thinking of um, Control. Mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of control vibes from it. With a little bit of the uh, movement from Infamous. Yeah, I could see some of that, too. So, 
we don't know much about about this game yet. We we saw a little bit of gameplay and a little bit of what the story is about, but we just have to see see how it how it plays. I I don't think they even have a release date for it. I don't think so. Um, next, uh, just brief moment. Project Eve. Yes, that uh, one looks super cool. It definitely has a, as you as you mentioned Bayonetta feel mm-hmm. with I think the Devil May Cry engine. Yeah, it just looked really really good. Like mm-hmm. all the lighting and it was just amazing. I didn't notice when she pulls the sword out. She it's from her it's her hair clip. Oh wow. Yeah, if you watch the gameplay again, when she pulls out her sword, she pulls it from her hair and it grows into an actual sword. Huh. I like. Like I was showing uh, my fiance's brother, and then I mo- noticed it. I was like, "Wait a minute!" I I, I uh, re- rewound ten seconds, and I went to uh, quarter speed on YouTube. Sure enough, hmm. it was the hair clip. And of course, Spider Man Two. Yeah, with the um, so it looks like they're bringing Miles into this one again, mm-hmm. and uh, there's Venom now. So I'm kind of curious if this is there's I think if this is gonna be a co-op game? No. No, no co-op. It was confirmed uh by the by somebody on the team that it was not co-op. I don't know where that rumor got started that it might, might be probably because like since Miles and Peter's in this game and you yeah. you have played as both characters. Yeah. And so I can see it's easy to assume that it might be co-op. So but it'll probably lean closer to maybe either I I was going to say like GTA, you know, GTA 5 to where you can swap between the characters freely and there's there are just certain missions for that character or it'll just be just story driven because it's, it's I would say after playing the new Ratchet and Clank, you you there there's a segment where you play as Ratchet and a se- and a segment where you play as Rivet. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be that setup for the campaign. Yeah, I was kind of so here's the thing with me. I had zero expectation that it was going to be co-op. I'm like, you know, they're not going to change a game that was single-player focused to a co-op game midway through. It would have been a cool touch if they did, mm-hmm. but I had I had no expectation of yeah. that. And um, I didn't I didn't see the state of play because I was at work, but but I caught the uh, trailers after the fact on YouTube. But I assumed the big reveal was God of War gameplay. I think that in Gran Turismo, but yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be Gran Turismo. I'm not a racing. I'm not a racing guy. Oh, you hurt me. Gran Turismo is a great game. Is it? Yes. Well, maybe I need to play it at your house then. Like, 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 nothing against people who like racing games. It's just it's not my thing. I'm not much of a car guy. I know. I know you're a car guy. Just never really was my thing. And I'm really excited for this God of War. I still need to play the last one. Honestly, you have not played the first one. First one, the you well the new well, first one. Sorry, now. like the 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 first entry of the re, of the Norse timeline or I the, or the Norse trilogy. No, I've only played the other ones. Okay, I I wholeheartedly enjoyed this. I'm excited for this one. Um, for some reason, it was probably a a small amount of people, but you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. How some people were kind of salty that Thor didn't look like the Marvel universe. Thor, yeah, the I didn't cinematic universe. This is this is kind of a of, of a weird kind of a weird trend with this, where you've had these Marvel movies for so long because the first 
Iron Man came out, I, I want to say in 2006 when I was a freshman. 2008 or nine, I think, <coughs> actually. I sneezed. Excuse me. And so it's been almost 10 years, 10, 11 years. Yeah. So there are so when you think about it, especially when you think of the Avengers game, how those how those characters don't don't really have the likenesses of the Avengers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There are kids who were maybe like five or six when the first Marvel movies came out, and ten years later they're sixteen, seventeen years old playing um playing these games. So they grew so they grew up with these characters looking like this. They they don't understand that these characters have different iterations you know what i don't really understand though is how hit and miss this you know desire for these characters to look like the mcu versions is because when that uh most recent marvel's avengers game came out Mm -hmm. people were all pissed off that the characters didn't look like their you know movie counterparts right and then when Spider-Man came out, nobody said anything, but then they got pissed when they made him look more like the uh, MCU version of Spider-Man. It, it, was, it was kind of weird because there, there is a little bit of Tom Holland in, in it. Yeah, he does look more like Tom um, Holland. But, um, but he's different enough. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I, I, think the, I still think the old face looked better. He looked like an older Spider-Man. Yeah. But I also forget that in the Spider-Man games, he's 26 years old. No, yeah. or 22. He's 22. Yeah. Because 15, 16, 17. Yeah, he's he's been he's been being Spider-Man for six, seven years, and so. But Tom Holland IRL is in his 20s. So. Yeah. And me as a 30-year-old man, I'm looking at 22-year-olds, and they're like, I'm thinking, you guys are just children. You're little babies. Babies. And but. People so didn't get upset about the uh, the new um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Those characters don't look like their movie iterations, yeah, and nobody said anything about that. It's weird, but and I think people tend to forget that Thor was not a a comic character first and foremost. No. <laughs> so I love how gluttonous he looks. Yeah, he does look like what you would expect the, a character with those kind of personality traits to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I'm excited for, for it. I think it comes out, I think, early next year. I think, like, February 2022 or something. I, I didn't pay attention to the date, but yeah. But, but yeah, so those are the, those just a brief overview of, of the state of play of the games that I'm personally looking forward to. I'm interested in Gran Turismo because it looks like... So I feel like with Gran Turismo, they took a step backwards with their last release, which was called Gran Turismo Sport. Mm-hmm. It was a very watered-down experience, very limited customization, um, and it just it was not good. I did not like that one. But this one, it looks like, at least from the brief bits they showed you, that visually it looks stunning, and it looks like they have a ton of vehicle customization, which is what I love the most. So, so I've never played a Gran Turismo game. Is it just track racing, or is it like, um, kind of like Need for Speed, to where there's like forests and and your cities and? It's more of a simulation game, like okay, a, like a proper Forza entry, not like a Forza Horizon, um, but more like a just a Forza game. And there's like licensed cars in it and everything. And oh yeah, and it, there's a, there's an element of realism to it because you can like, at least in some of the other ones, you could tune the engine the way you want. You could angle caster and, and camber the way you wanted it you could um 
you could swap out engines with like actual other engines, you know. So at one point, I think I had a, uh, I think on one of the games, I had a Chevy Cobalt that I had dropped a Camaro SS engine into, <laughs> and like done a bunch okay, of crazy this, this, stuff. This kind of interests interests me a little bit because um, I played one of the newer Need for Speeds um, at my fiance's house, and his brother and her brother was uh was playing. It was either Need for Speed Heat or it was like the reboot of Need for Speed. And I was like tuning a uh, Chevy Camaro. It had like 700 horsepower, and I don't know if that's powerful for a Camaro. So, oh yeah, I mean that is. Um, but the fun thing is, like in that game, I had a Mustang, and not that particular game, but I think the one I was on PS3, uh, Gran Turismo. I had a Mustang that could do like. It was bright green, and it could do zero to sixty in like two seconds. Oh my god! It was insane, and like it, it was piss poor at handling and turning, but it didn't even matter because I would be racing these like you know ricer cars that could like handle and, and go around the tur- curves, and I'd have to slow down to a crawl every time I hit a curve, but it didn't matter because the moment I hit the straight, it was just like just gone, and then okay. just leave them. <laughs> so here's so here's something: when you're playing a racing game, do you prefer speed or handling? Speed. You Definitely. got the need for speed. Honestly, all you need is a huge engine and huge brakes, and then that's that's my go-to. <laughs> so, okay, so as I said before, I'm not that big into racing games, but I really, really hope that we'll get a burnout, a new burnout game in the future, because if I had to pick any kind of racing game, it had to be Burnout. Because that, that was a game that you didn't really take seriously. It just caused as much mayhem as possible. Especially, like, with the whole game mode is cause as much damage as possible. Is it bad that I liked the Burnout games on the PS2 better than Burnout Paradise? Everybody seems to love Burnout Paradise, think it's the perfect game. No, I, think the older I would say better. Burnout 3 or Burnout 4. Burnout 3 Takedown? Takedown was great, yes. Takedown was awesome. That was one of my favorite PS2 games. I think Burnout Revenge... Revenge was good, too. It was after, and then Burnout Paradise. I didn't like Paradise it, as much. See, it was the free-roaming, I think, that did it for me, That it, why it wasn't that good. Yeah, because in an arcade-style race game, just give me the, the dumb, fun races to do. That's all I mm-hmm. care about. Oh, and Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, too. I liked that one, too. Hot Pursuit. Oh, so good. It's so good. So, so I guess I do like some racing games, but I, I guess the newer racing games was, like, I guess not my thing, but I haven't played a a racing game in years, so we'll see. Yeah. But moving on uh, with with that tangent, the old tangent cast. Um, Connor, let's discuss um, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition because I remember us talking about it a while back. Not not the le- Legendary Edition, but just the Mass Effect games in general about how. Mass Effect 2 was probably my least favorite of the series, and the first game um, being my favorite. So, I've played uh, 1 and 2, and I'm working on 3 right now. Um, After completing the first two, uh, I would say Mass Effect 2 is a lot better than I remember. Hmm. I've I've come around, because I played it when probably I was like 20 years old. I think it came out when I was about 20 years old. And playing it as a uh, 30-year-old man. Let me try that again. Are you sure you're a man? <laughs> I'm a man. little boy. Man. Playing it as a 30-year-old man, I appreciate the storytelling a lot more. 
um, I appreciate the narrative a little bit more, and just overall, like, I was kind of trying to be kind of nitpicky about the game when I was younger. It's like, why, it's like, spoilers for the for those who don't know, uh, but the main collector was being controlled by a Reaper. Yeah. Um, and when I was younger, it pissed me off because um, it was so quick, blink and you miss it. And it, it pissed me off because I was like, "Why wasn't that explained?" Yeah, when you just had to be pay- when you just had to pay attention. Um, so I appreciated that a lot more, and it kind of brought in the assuming control, you know, assuming control, assuming direct control, or something like that. Yeah, that was Harbinger controlling the Reaper, or not the Reaper, um, the Collector leader. Yeah, and so it made it made so much sense. I really, really liked that because. Uh, because I knew about it, especially when assuming control becomes a much bigger element in the third game. Yeah. Um. So I, that was just so so good. Um. I I thought the dialogue wasn't that good when I was younger. I I liked the dialogue a little bit more now. Um. And I liked the game. And of course, the gameplay was a thousand times better in Mass Effect Two than Mass Effect One. Yeah. So, and I, I played as a soldier, so where I can control all the weapons except submachine guns, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. But it is what it is. They, they fixed that in 3. If I had to have any kind of complaint with Mass Effect 2, and I, and I told you about this over text a couple weeks ago, it had to be the loyalty missions for me. Hmm. I understand it from a narrative standpoint to where they need to trust Shepard to their, uh, their fullest because they're about to go on a suicide mission to where they might not make it back. Yes. It makes sense from a narrative standpoint. But after a while, it got very... It, be, it felt more like a chore to me than, than fun. With, with a few exceptions. Samara's loyalty mission, you, you know, where um, you have to try to find her daughter. Because when, when her daughter melts minds with another person, it kills them. Oh, yeah. She's the Justicar, right? Yeah. Um... I I forgot I forgot the name of that of that genetic condition. Yeah. Ardok Yakshi. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's um, right. I thought that was really good because it was different. You didn't need combat. You needed to use your wits and use your Paragon and Renegade in order to to win. And then there's a choice whether you can kill Samara or or her daughter. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, and of course Garrus is. I'll do anything for Garrus. Garrus is so many people's bay. Yeah. I think he's just all right, in my opinion. But because um, I I think Garrus is a bro, and also um, Tally's mission, Tally's loyalty mission, to where she is accused of treason, and you have to go onto the ship and she finds her father dead. And I think like, and I yeah. love Tally. Tally's probably my favorite Mass Effect character. If anything, she's my waifu. Tally's pretty great. I just hate how. Her mission is juxtaposed to the Geth mission, you know? If you have a high enough Paragon or Renegade, though, you can you can resolve it. Yes, which I did not know my first playthrough. I played through that game like three or four times. But my first playthrough, I did not know that. And so I was just pissed when I was like, seriously? You know, like, I have to pick mm-hmm. a side in this? This is stupid. It's, it was the same thing with um with Jack and Miranda. Yeah, but um, I I really kind I really focused on my uh on my paragon so I so I passed all most of the checks 
Morden though, he's he's my real bro. I like him better. Than I Garrus. I I did play I did play Morden. My main two characters, I swap between Morden and Garrus, and then Tally, and Samara. You don't like Liara. Liara, you couldn't you couldn't have Liara as a team member in the second game. Oh, that's right. She was back. Was she back in? She no. was she was working for the Shadow Broker. That's right. That's right. Because they got the whole Shadow Broker mission thing you got to do. Yeah, and and she was the one I, I romanced in the first game. Yeah, me too. And I and I wanted to remain faithful this time around, so I didn't romance anyone in in the second game. Who did you? Well, I think if you do that, you can actually have like a date with her in the second one or something like that. Oh, what, the the Shadow Broker DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. See, I didn't do much. I didn't do much of the DLC. If you, I think if you stay faithful to her, do her DLC, you can have a date with her and have like another romance scene with her. Interesting. I believe so because I think I did that my first time through. Um, because I was trying trying to do the same thing, and then my second playthrough, I fucked everybody. Literally everybody. Everybody. Yeah. You horn dog. Oh yeah, I I like <laughs> Shepard's a horn dog, man. <laughs> well, I was full. I went full renegade my second playthrough. <laughs> I was just a bad person. My favorite oh, one. That's great. I, my favorite one is with the news reporter. Where you're like, I'm tired of your disingenuous assertions, and you yeah. cold cocker in the face. Yes. So good. I'm tired of your. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. And you can punch her again. I think it's like you can punch her two or three times. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I've had enough of your snide insinuations. <laughs> just like Falcon punch. It's so good. Uh, and and in the third game, she'll duck uh, when you try a third, and then you just headbutt her. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what it was. But I I went I went full Paragon this this way through. Um, with with that reporter, I d- I did like when you uh when you use your uh Paragon option. When she kind of starts drilling you to why you sacrificed human lives for aliens, and then Shepard starts naming off every single ship that was lost. It's like we lost this one, this one, this one, this one. Yes, I remember them all. Hmm. It's like this wasn't an easy decision. Yeah, I thought I thought that was really good. So like, the writing in in these games are really really good. Yeah, I I really enjoy enjoy the writing and the dialogue. Dialogue so far not as much in the third one. Ma- now I'm replaying it, but before I move on to that real quick, because I haven't finished the third one yet, uh, I would still say the first game is still the best so far. My, or I I wouldn't say the best. Uh, I w- let's just say it's my favorite. The universe felt bigger in the first game. I, there, there was a, there was. It felt grander to me in the first game, and that's probably because they had to establish the world, yeah, and and the universe. And so these aliens were just so well crafted and designed, and there was so much lore, like the first contact war, the story behind that. And well, the thing is, with I think what you got with the second game is if you did those loyalty missions for each of those characters. So each character Loyalty mission fucked me over but by the way. I don't mean I don't mean to cut you off, but I'll, I'll I'll I want to I want I have a bone to pick about that suicide mission when you're done. Anyway, <laughs> um if you so if you go through each one of those loyalty missions, not only do you learn more about the different races that are in the galaxy, you know, uh you build a a better understanding and you actually start to care about the characters more because you have their backstory. You know about, like, 
the plight of whatever their race is, you know. And uh, at the end of it, as I said, you kind of feel like a connection with them where you don't want them to die. And so, like, when I did play the first time through, I didn't do a perfect playthrough my first time through. And I lost people during that I, last mission. I didn't mission. do it either. I lost, like, half my crew during that suicide mission. Oh, shit. Mission. Man, my first time through. Um, because I didn't understand how the loyalty missions worked necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so that really hurt. And I didn't know about the ship upgrades needing to be done. I thought they were just kind of like a optional completionist right. kind of thing. And uh, so my second time I did it, I was like, all right, we're going for 100%. You know, we're So I made it through 100%. My entire team survived. My ship was max upgraded. And I did well on all the loyalty missions. I had a bunch of saved states. So if I fucked up a loyalty mission, I could go mm-hmm. back and redo it. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So. The bone to pick. So there's a there's a point where you have to, uh, halfway through the suicide mission, have a second fire team. I had like, I totally forgot that they were optimal choices and terrible choices that you have to make in order for it to survive. Yeah. To me, that kind of pisses me off because that makes it basically makes a loyalty mission moot. Mm, not really though. Because I had Zaid, uh, run run the second fire team. And he and he'll die if you choose him. Will he? Yeah, uh, because because there, there there's there's a mission to where like when you go into the collector base, there's a first fire team that to create a, create a diversion, and or something like that, and then then there's that mission to where you have to open up the vents for the, for the assat for like the character to go to go through the vents and everything, and then you. Uh, you have to lead the crew back to the Normandy if if you went the through the Omega Four relay immediately and didn't lose very many people. Hmm. And then after that, there's like another kind of fire team. I was I had everything perfect up to that second fire team, and I picked Zaid to to lead that that second fire team because my thought was okay. Well, he's a mercenary. He he uh, was a leader of the Blue Suns. He knows how to command. Yeah. And but no, he dies. The weird thing is, I'm trying to remember back. It's been so many years. I feel like I chose him and he survived. It had, it, there, there was probably some kind of trigger, like where he was optimal for something. Because I understand that Zaid was a DLC character. He just kind of, he was like a pre-order bonus. Yeah, but there were, weren't there other DLC characters? Uh, Kasumi. That was, that was the heist one. Yeah, that's right. That, that's right. that, that was an, oh, that reminds me. That's another loyalty mission I loved. Yeah. Hers I, was good. But here's the thing, she's she's a DLC character, and she's an optimal choice to go through to go through the vents because you it was a tech person that you that you needed. Yeah, and, and you could send her or tally, right? Her tally, and I think Legion. Yeah, I think that seems right. Um, I feel like I sent tally, and she lived. Yeah, I think I did too. And then there's another one where you need somebody to like put up a shield, and your First choices time I are. Played, I, I did consume consume Yeah, and so there's one where you have to put up a shield to like keep yourself safe. And then that you can choose Jack or Samara, right? Any biotic. Yeah, any biotic. And I feel like the optimal one for that one's like Jack, right? Because she gets like I I think Samara Samara and Samara or I think it's either Samara or Jack. Like you you can you can choose between two, but if you did uh Jake, Jacob or Miranda, they'll die. Oh. So I did Jack and I, I think I chose Samara the first time and then she fucked up and got like killed. It, like, overpowered her. But then Jack, like, 
because she's kind of a hothead, she got like angry and like shot her blast out really far mm-hmm. and then like survived. Um, but yeah, that's a good game. It is. And excuse me. Good God. I need to play through it again. Yeah. I'm drinking a beer. That's probably why I'm kind of gassy. Yes, he can. Yes, he. Uh, well, I'm playing through the, through the second game. Or not the second game. I'm sorry. The the third game. And right now, I think that I think that the dialogue is not as good. They they focused more on it being a third person shooter than an RPG a little bit more so far from what I remember. Um, the sound design is definitely not as good as the uh, as the first two games. That assault rifle sounds like an airsoft gun. Yeah, it's like like what happened? And you you can kind of see the effect that EA was kind of having on Bioware at the time. And this is something I was thinking about at work. There was there's that uh there's that um reporter that you can recruit on the no- on to the Normandy. Yeah. And she was modeled after a an IGN uh employee. I like I think her name was Jessica something. Hmm. And I could be wrong about this, and correct if I'm wrong, but I almost feel like she was just thrown into the game because she's attractive, you know, and she's a gamer girl, and I, and I know gamer girls weren't as big back like back then as they are now. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't remember her. And you know, I and you know what? I could be completely wrong. She could be like a massive Mass Effect fan. I could be 100% wrong, and I will admit I'm wrong if I am. But I just don't remember. <laughs> well, she wasn't that interesting of a character. You you would probably have five or s- maybe five or six lines with her, and that's and she would, she hangs out at the bottom of Normandy. Yeah the the one the one misstep I think that the third game did was so in the first two games you you have options to like do side missions and stuff like that and you know you can save people you can um choose to spare or to kill people things mm-hmm. of those nature right and then in the third game they reference those events of the first two games but oftentimes it's just like in an offhanded email and a little right. nod towards that when in reality I wish they had done something more where like if you had done certain choices in the first two games all of a sudden maybe in the third game a character's available to like help you out or something like that you know mm-hmm. yeah i i would agree and we won't talk about the ending the the ending has been, has been talked to death about so we, we won't really talk about that but yeah. at some point i'm gonna i'm gonna play more of it and they've but mostly fixed that ending anyway at because this point. I've been kind of playing a little bit of Resident Evil 8 just because like I've been wa- I've been wanting to play it again and I I've gotten to the point to where um large woman's chasing me now. Large woman's going to step on you. Oh, she's going to step on me so hard. It totally fucked me up. I I went I went to uh to go raise the elevator and out of nowhere slices my arm right off. I'm like, "What the fuck?" She's going to kick your ass, dude. And of course, it's because Resident Evil has to do something with the T virus, so all you have to do is pour the magic water on it, and your and your arm magically works again. Yeah, I, that's the one weird thing about the most recent Resident Evil games is just I, like. Do they ever mm. explain that? I have I did not be, beat the uh, the last game, Resident Evil Seven. You know, I've gotten fairly.
fairly far in Resident Evil 7, and I did not find an explanation for it, so... Yeah, Should we know. just chalk it up to, D- to T-Virus serum? Magic. <laughs> yeah, for real. And now she's chasing me, and it's freaking me out. She's going to step on your she's face. She's going to step on my face. Death by Snoo Snoo. You're going to like it, though. <laughs> <laughs> That the animation though, like the is incredible. How she moves and and her the lip flaps are so good. Yeah. So good. And so I've been playing that. I'm playing a recent game that came out not too long ago, Death Loop. Death Loop. Uh, by Arcane Studios, and I'm really excited about this because I generally like whatever Arcane Studios creates. I think they cr- they create really good immersive sims. The first is honored. I absolutely love. I haven't played much of the second one, but I I was so excited when the first is honored came out. It was it was really hard for me to decide: do I want this honored or do I want Bulletstorm? Yeah, because they were coming out at the same time. And as much as I love Bulletstorm, I'm really glad I chose this honored. The weird thing is, I don't actually like most of the arcane games um i don't like the whole sneaking about thing Mm -hmm. i never have but i did go ahead and pick up death loop just because i was looking at the reviews and they were doing phenomenal and it had that game gotten like middling to poor reviews i would have just completely been like yeah this is 100 percent not the game for me Mm -hmm. but it got good reviews so i was like i'll give it a shot you know and the nice thing about death loop and and really, really with the, with Dishonored as well, is you don't have to play sneaky. If you want to run in guns blazing, you can go in guns blazing. You can play it like a shooter. Yeah. Um, there, there's, there's just a penalty like with reinfor- reinforcements and everything. And if you die, you would you start the day over again. So there's a little bit of roguelike elements in the game. Yeah. Um, and also a little bit of a lack of a better term, Dark Souls element because you play as Cole, and and uh, and there's a woman named I think Juliana is her name or whatever, and she she's the one that keeps killing you over and over again hmm. for some reason. And there is a multiplayer mode in Deathloop to where you play as, as Juliana to where you can invade a world of a Cole player and try to kill him. Interesting. Uh, that kind of I'm not so sure about that. I hope there's a way you can turn that off because just. I'm not a competitive multiplayer person. It, sp- it spikes my anxiety. Plus, you could have somebody who's, like, way too good at it who just, you know, basically breaks the game because right. they're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And so it just I'm, – I'm a couch uh, competitive player. Like, when we played Gang Beasts that one time. How about it, when we play Smash Bros? You want to play Smash Bros? I am not good at fighting games, <laughs> except Gang Beasts, apparently. Oh, Gang Beast. Oh, uh, man, game. but – but I I'm loving the game so far. Like I'm I I am down for any ar- arcane game. Personally, like oh so good. But that's oh it's a good thing I have my notes. I played a little bit of Aliens too with my with my friend Brett. How's that? I've been really wanting to play that lately. It's good. Um, it's a little glitchy. I I had I ran into an issue to where my pulse rifle sound stopped. Interesting. But. It definitely has uh, World War Z vibes to it. It is third person. It's three player co op. Speaking um, of World War Z, are you gonna get the new one that comes out soon? I wasn't aware of a new one. Yeah, 
That's a new one. I might have to check that out after, after rec- we uh, record this. I think it's an expansion, but you can buy a physical copy okay. of it. Cool. Uh, but it it plays just like the World War Z, except with an alien's aesthetic. There is a different kind of alien types. See, there's spitters. There's ones that charge and will explode. Oh boy. Um, it's and there are moments to where you need to hold down the fort, and you're given um items to help you basically defend like sentries and mines and everything and there are different classes and different classes will have different abilities so like your medic will will create will put something down and create an aura that will heal you um the engineer the one i played will have um like a, a missile thing in a shoulder that refills over time that you for crowd control um i want to say that i've seen this in gameplay i haven't played it myself but I almost think like the soldier class or whatever the alien equivalent of it is, is the more you shoot, the more damage that you do over time. There'll be like a multiplayer, mm. uh, a multiplier, a markiplier. <laughs> oh man! Hey, markiplier, if you're still here, listen to this. Uh, feel free to join us on the show. I'm ready for some Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> uh, he looks like a good dude. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't been too too big of a fan of his content lately. But no. that, but that doesn't take away any kind of respect I have for him because he just seems like a very genuine, down to earth person. He's not like a Keemstar, Comstar, Comstar. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> enough about YouTube drama. But I, I enjoyed it. I, I am enjoying it so far. It's a game I wouldn't play or even touch if I, if it was just me. But if you and David or Trey wanted to play, absolutely. I really want to. I'm hoping the guys will be interested in it. I'm worried that David will be like, nah. Nah, it's, 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 no, it's a 7 out of 10. It's a 7 out of 10. It's a shit game, you know. <laughs> David, we love you, but kind of expand your horizons a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of games out there. There, there There's a lot of there's a lot of games that to where it gets reviewed 7 out of 10, but I think are phenomenal games. Yeah, I think as long as a game... On average, gets sevens out of ten. It's usually worth a shot. Um, and sometimes games that get less than that, if I if I see some people uh, talking about it a whole bunch, I'll give it a shot anyway. You know. And and here's the thing, like the seven out of ten or whatever. That's you have to. People have to understand that's an overall score. They're looking at everything: graphics, yeah. gameplay, performance. Um, how many crashes they had, um, how much replayability is there, the challenge, uh, the story, you know, and so and the, and they look at all these elements and then it averages out to this. It's kind of like, yeah, the the gameplay is a is a nine out of ten, but the story is a two out of ten. You you would average that out to probably about a six. Yeah. So they look at everything there. It's just not you can't look at a game as a seven out of ten to where everything is mediocre. Yeah, it's it's like when we played Remnant from the Ashes. I didn't think the gameplay or the uh, I thought the gameplay was weird in that. And I thought the story was shit, kind yeah. of. But it was I still had fun playing it. It was fun to shoot things. It was fun to explore. Yeah, that's another one of those games I just want to go back to at some point. But and I would currently probably give that game probably about a six out of ten. Yeah, but but I've I've heard people who people who absolutely love that game. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much all the games I played. Connor, I wanted to talk about 
um, switch some, switch gears here. We have about 15 minutes or so before we hit an hour. Uh, I want to talk about some movies I saw. Okay. I want to know if you've uh, if if these interest you. Have Have you seen the uh, the Ritual on Netflix? The Ritual. Uh, give me a quick synopsis, and I'll tell the you. The synopsis seen it. is is that these uh, f- British guys they want to go on a vacation, and but one of them dies in a robbery. Yep, I've seen it. I've okay. seen it twice actually. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. I saw it with my fiance and her brother uh, a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was so good. Yeah, it's it was <laughs> really good. It uh, it has um a lot of it's not like a found footage film, but it has a lot of Blair Witch DNA in it. It does, um, it, and there's a little bit of cult in it too. Just like you do, it's not really revealed till the end about the the culty part of it. Yeah, and you definitely don't want to spoil it for somebody because it kind of is a, that, it's that, a that, slow burn. That, that's that's all I'll say is like there's a little bit of cultiness to it, but the build up to the reveal of the creature, yeah, is so good. It's very psychological, and you 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 grow to to love these characters and understand where they're coming from. Like when when the infighting starts happening, I couldn't really pick a side because they are all right. Yeah, they're all right in the in with with their with their arguments, and it's really hard to kind of talk about this this movie without go, uh, spilling into spoiler territory. But the ritual, ladies and gentlemen, check it out if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it'll it'll mess with your mind a little it bit will. too. <laughs> Another movie that will mess with your mind is I saw this on on Amazon Prime, and I highly recommend it. Um, it's called I See You. Okay. I think I told you about this. So the synopsis is is that it focuses on this broken family. It's, um, it is heavily implied. Well, it, it's, not, it's not heavily implied. It is revealed at the beginning that uh, the mother of this family has had an affair. And so the son, the son resents her as a result. And the father is trying to make it work. All while there is... Um, some occurrences of a d- of disappearances in this town okay. going on, and uh, the husband of the family is the cop leading the investigation. Well, all of a sudden, some weird things start happening in their house. Uh, the husband gets locked in the closet and he can't get out. Um, the covers are being pulled pulled out from from in the middle of the night. Everything and just a lot of weird shit starts happening. Okay, but there is a there's basically two parts to this movie. So there's the first part that I explain, and then there's the second part of the of the why, and then there's a third part to, uh, of the movie, the third act to where uh, the two acts start start coming together and everything starts making sense. Okay. Uh, and what's this on? It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. I I, I, w- I want to say it's maybe maybe it's on Netflix. Give me just one second. No. Give me just zero. one second. Uh, look at that. I'm I'm opening up my Netflix. Choose my profile. Search. I see you. Did your profile say Pretty Princess? No. Oh, I swear I saw that. It said that Connor's a whore. Oh. No, it is it is not on Netflix. So. Uh, but definitely check it out. It's called I See You. 
Okay. It, if you're into some psychological thrillers, it's it's really good, and I really enjoyed. I guess kind of the twist ending, and it's not really a twist. It it's there's a twist kind of in that goes into the third act, and okay. it makes total sense. Everything starts making sense. I thought it was a really good film. It's probably one. It's probably one of the better films I've seen this year. Okay. So really, really good, and that's really all that I've seen that really stuck out to me, other than uh, the anime Erased that okay. I haven't really thought of it in a while. But it's it's really kind of hard to it's not hard to explain what Erased is about. Um, let me pull up the uh, synopsis here because the synopsis makes it so much clearer than what my stuttery, ADD, talking ass can talk about. So I can cut this shit out. All good. Okay, so so this is the synopsis of the film. Sotaru is a struggling manga artist who has the ability to turn back time and prevent deaths. When his mother is killed, he, he turns back time to solve the mystery, but ends up back at elementary school, just before the disappearance of his classmate, Kayo. Interesting. So the disappearance of his classmate, Kayo, it was kind of set the events that led up to his mother's death. And so the whole anime is about him befriending Kayo and be, and basically, like, almost growing a, not really a romance, but a really close bond with her. Okay. And saves, and and this doesn't really spoil anything, anything but he ends up saving her. Mm-hmm. But something still happens. Like, it's like the butterfly effect. You kill a butterfly, and so a whole new timeline of events starts happening. And it just, I thought it was really good. I, I understand that you said, you, you did some reading that you thought the ending was kind of mad. That kind of, that for you, that kind of ruins an anime for you. Well, that's just like the notorious thing with that anime. It's like one of those ones where it like notorious for like dropping the ball at the end. And for me, I would be kind of bummed if that happened. Um, I thought, I thought the ending was okay. I mean, but I don't watch a lot of animes, so with but compared to someone that has watched a lot of animes that could be shit but for me as a as a newcomer anime i really enjoyed it more often than not with anime uh, cuz i am i am somebody who has watched a ton of different series over the years more often than not instead of having a bad ending it just has no ending it just like drops off because they were expecting oh maybe we'll get renewed for another season and then it just never mm. happened so um yeah, I haven't watched any anime. I did uh, finish a series of manga. I finished Quintessential Quintuplets. Uh, they released the last volume in, while I was in the middle of moving. And uh, I, it was a terrible ending. <laughs> I did not like how it ended. Oh, shit. So, without spoiling anything for anyone... Um, Bruce Willis is a ghost. Ah, oh, shit, man. You spoiled everything. Darth um, Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. <laughs> yes. The village was in the present the whole time. Oh my god. What a twist. <laughs> what a twist. Um, so quintessential quintuplets, the, the whole premise of that show is there are obviously quintuplets, and there is a uh, teenage boy named Futuro, and he is uh, very, very smart, very diligent, and his family is very poor. So he ends up taking on a tutoring job uh, because it pays really well, and turns out he's tutoring these five quintuplets um so what happens is 
they kind of resent him at first for various different reasons, um, mostly because they're all kind of, they're not like book smart or anything. Um, so uh, he has to kind of coax them into wanting to learn and get them to pass their test. Otherwise, um, they're going to have to move schools again, basically. Mm. Um, so he spends all this time and, you know, over time develops different relationships with these five girls. And along the way, you kind of like, you kind of pick out your best girl. And and most, you know, rom com sort of anime, you pick out best girl. Best girl is the guy who you're like, or the girl who you're like, yeah, I want, I want this girl to end up with the main guy. It's the girl you identify with the most. Yes. And uh, I won't say who mine was, because if I s- say why I was upset, then, you know, you'll know that so-and-so was not the one. So I don't want to ruin mm, that for anybody. Fair enough. But... I had a best girl the entire time, and there was a couple other girls who were like, I would have been okay if he ended up with them, because I'm like, all right, they're they're like a second and a third, right? And then there were just two girls who I did not want them to end up with. Um, there was a avid fan base for one of those two girls I didn't want him to end up with. Um, and then what happens at the very end is the character that is the least established, the character that he has the least chemistry with, and the one who does not outwardly seem to show any affections towards him the entire time is the one he ends up with and ends up marrying. And you're like, uh, what? <laughs> he didn't pick best girl. He picked worst girl. How what? the <laughs> fuck? And so what? I was just pissed. I was just like, fuck it. And I just like put the books in a box and they're over there in a box now because I'm just like, <laughs> like pissed. I'm like, why? They set by, it by up the way, so well. Very nice manga shelf. Oh, thank on you. On the other side of the room, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Those are all the ones of the series that I'm like currently reading. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's all right. Um, yeah. But what I'm going to try to read now, uh, I have a new volume of Rent-A-Girlfriend. And I have a new volume of my teen uh, romantic comedy snafu. I need to read those. I've kind of been putting it off uh, just because, like, I don't know. I've been so tired. The Moving is stressful, man. Yeah, you don't it have really any energy, is. Like, energy at all. We're, we're, we're going to kind of round out this episode with, uh, with uh, moving woes. <laughs> but, like, moving is just so has been so stressful. I don't think I've had a decent night's sleep in probably weeks. Leading like leading up to the move and after the move because there's so much shit that I s- that uh, uh, my fiance and I still need to do. Yeah. Uh, that it's it's hard to stay. It's it's hard to go to sleep because you just want to stay up and get it done because you feel like you would finally or you're finally able to relax if it gets done. Um. And then when you're trying to get it done, you just feel like you don't have any energy left. Yeah, and combined like. Kiva, the dog, Kiva, our dog, is adjusting swimmingly. Um, we did bring two cats from my fiance's uh, house, um, a gray cat named Fuzzball uh-huh. and a tuxedo uh, kitty named uh, Onyx. I like how you have a gray and black, and I have a gray and black cat. I know. It's just really funny how that played out. <laughs> and I, ever since I've been watching uh, my roommate as a cat, I kind of give Onyx the nickname Haru. Haru, yeah. We, we think Ame is like that as well. But uh, I, would, I would say Onyx is too, because Onyx is a very tiny kitty, and she loves to eat. Yeah. Um, to the pl- and she is a very, a very affectionate kitty. 
to the point to where we we almost need to keep them in the bathroom at night because otherwise they'll crawl all over us to keep us up. I'm not sure how we can remedy that. We probably just need to play with them and and um and then that way they can expel their energy and they'll fall asleep. We just sleep with our bedroom door shut at night. Yeah, but my my concern is is because because they're caught. I don't want them scratching up the the carpet. Oh, are they scratchers? A L- little bit, not not that much. But I don't want to sc- want them to scratch up that uh, that carpet, especially since we're renting. Do you have any cat towers or anything? Um, we have scratching posts, but we're looking at an actual cat tree. I'd get. invest in a decent sized cat tree, and then they'll sp- try to spend most of their time on that. That's kind of how ours are. Yeah, they they like to be elevated, don't right? Yeah, they like a place up high, especially if you have a dog, because they need a that way to get away from the dog. That makes total sense, because Fuzzball likes to hang out in uh, the hallway bathroom on top of this, like the, where the sink's at. Mm-hmm. It's elevated, um, so that that makes sense. And so she and I are gonna look are gonna look into one. We yeah. can pro- we can probably get one uh, on the Facebook Marketplace pretty cheap. But some some place that actually has surprised me is TJ Maxx. Yeah, you can find the, some good stuff there. The home goods at, che- at TJ Maxx has been a lifesaver for us because I got a um, a queen size bed from my parents, and we didn't have a bedspread for it. Mm-hmm. And so we went to Kohl's to uh, try to find a bedspread. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen: don't go to Kohl's to get bedspreads because they will fuck you. Mm-hmm. They will fuck you hard because. Um, their their bedspread sets like an eight piece or or whatever they don't come with sheets no you have to buy the sheets separately you're you're spending hundred dollars two hundred dollars on a set plus an additional eighty dollars or depending on on the thread count of these sheets on top of that that is a complete ripoff yeah you gotta wait till a very good sale if you're gonna go cold for real but TJ Maxx if you guys have a TJ Maxx in your area. Go there if you need if you need a bedspread. She like she and I got a queen size bed. No, sorry, a queen size um uh bed set with a sh- fitted sheet, um pillowcases, the sheet, comforter, everything we needed for seventy dollars. Nice seventy fucking dollars. And I also found a cat tree there for about the same price, but it wasn't very high. Mm. It like it, pro- it was probably like up to my up to my head, so about five foot eight. Mm. Um, which I guess is better than nothing. In the in the end, yeah. I mean, I would I would still get something because cats need verticality, especially if they want to feel secure and safe. Mm-hmm. So honestly, they would probably act out less if they had a place where they can go and feel safe. Yeah, I noticed that that's a new cat tree that you have down there. Yeah, we have our old one that we're gonna hook up or not hook up, put back together and put in the basement, uh, so they have something on two floors. Yeah, but. We we just need to find something. They're, they they have cheap ones on Amazon too. You can so. sometimes like I think I think uh, my wife found the new one that we got that blue one. Uh, I think she got it on sale at Petco or PetSmart. So I'd keep an eye out too. Sometimes they'll put them on sale. Okay, cool, excellent. But they've been ju- they've been adjusting really really well. Um, it's I've been keeping up on their cat litter too. I'm looking into that uh, Petco Petco thing. Where like you know how some petcos like or pet smarts, it's one of them. Um, they have that big old thing of cat litter that you can refill. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know if that's a good deal or not, but it looks it already looks cheaper than what they they sell because you can go and refill it. I think you can refill a thirty a thirty pound um, thing for like ten bucks. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, as long as it doesn't stink out, like as long as it keeps the stink out, I'm I'm okay. I, I don't I don't I don't care about that Febreze smell or or any of that really. Yeah. Um, I'm just able. I'm just glad that I can finally clean up these cat these uh, litter boxes because at the old place they it's not it's not my fiance's fault because there are several other people living in that house that they that they could they could do it too. But these litter boxes never got touched to mm. or cleaned. And as a result, these cats would not poop in the litter box. But I've been doing my best to try to keep up with it. You know, I clean out the litter box maybe every other day or every um or whatever. Like, I don't know what the rule is. Do you, I don't know if you clean it out every day or every, or every other day. First of all, I don't clean the litter boxes. Lainey wanted the cats, so they're her cats. So she takes mm. care of those. But Well, okay, well, how often does Lainey do it? Uh... So we have like a self-scooping one. Well, fuck you. So she does the fancy. She cleans out the bin, I think, like once a week. But it's just because it scoops it into a bin or whatever, and then she changes out the bin mm-hmm. and the box or whatever that is there. So yeah. And we we've only had kind of an accident in the house with Kiva. And I I want to say kind of an accident because, uh, she she said that she, she was basically given the signal that she needed to go outside. And I said, okay, well, let's go outside. And as she was walking, she piddled. Mm. So I wouldn't call, really wouldn't really call that an accident. She didn't squat and do it. It just came out as she walked. Yeah. So, and but I that's why I didn't get mad at her for it. It was her first time in the in the house with these cats because these cats were outdoor cats, but they're adjusting inside really well. But we got a vibration collar for her. And literally after the second after the second hit with the vibration, she has not bothered those cats at all. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who it doesn't work on though. It doesn't work on Keo, and I think his fur is just too thick that it's just not getting to like he's not feeling it. I don't think. really because we we have it pretty tight on Kiva, not like choking tight, but enough to where to where if, if I had to, I can grab it and kind of control her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have and I have it set up in her where her shoulder blades meet. Yeah, I don't think Keo feels it. Hmm. I don't, I don't, because I hit it like a bunch of times one day when he was acting out a bunch. Didn't even react, and I was like, "Well, hmm." But yeah, Kiva, Kiva does not like that thing at all. Like as soon as I pull that remote out, she's like, "Okay, I'm sorry." Yeah, that's how Titan is. He doesn't like it either. But, but yeah, so that's our moving woes on top of games. Um, I'm sorry, this kind of been an an all around kind of episode. It is, it is our, our first time back in, in two months, so we're a little bit out of practice. Yeah, plus it's like we don't have a whole lot to talk about, but at the same time, we do have a lot of to- lot to talk about. You but know? nothing really about games. Yeah. And this is a gaming podcast. Yeah. This is the Super Clash podcast. Well, I mean, it's it's games, it's movies, it's anime, you know. But I'm the only one that's really kind of played games. I will say, I don't want to hark back on it, harp on it too much, but... uh. I do want to see that Malignant movie. Have you seen the trailers for that? You might need to show me the trailer when we get off, just to remind me. It's, uh... I've heard of it. I think it's from James Wan. Oh, the director of Saw? I think so. I want to. I, I don't want to misspeak. But, yeah, it's, it's a brand new horror movie. It's on HBO Max right now. 
And in addition to that, I there is a new Paranormal Activity coming out at the end of October. I remember October. you telling me that. Sending me that on Facebook. I haven't had a chance to watch the trailer yet. I haven't either. I just like I saw it pop up and I was like, ah, and I sent it out to you and a couple other people. But yeah, there's some there's some horror movies I want to see. Especially I want to watch them on that new TV downstairs. Yes, <laughs> with that. If you find your speakers, that surround sound. Yeah, I don't know what happened with those speakers. I'm in a state of disarray about that. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of in a state of disarray with our uh, dishwasher. Apparently, liquid detergent is not doing its job. Oh. So I'm I'm because I I did I did some troubleshooting. Man, this is a boring pot. This is a boring subject. <laughs> it, like, why are we talking about home shit when this is the gaming podcast? Damn it! But anyway, but it it seems to be cyc- um, cycling fine mm-hmm. to where like you would close the detergent thing and when it's done cycling, it's it shows it's popped open. So it's it's cycling fine, but for some reason the d- the detergent's actually not like cleaning it. Mm. And I don't know if it has something to do with like the liquid detergent. I'm gonna get some pods and see. Use f- you get the. I know they're a little bit on the pricey side. They're they're probably more pricey than like the store brand or or the liquid. But get finish quantum. Those are like the best ones. They always get our dishes clean. And we had to switch to those at one point because I was thinking that I was looking at the dishes and they just weren't clean with other pods and with other liquid detergents mm-hmm. use finish quantum it finish works quantum I, I, I'll, i'm I'll not sponsored but <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll give i'll give it a shot because i'm i'm starting to get frustrated because the the liquid detergent for some reason is like the uh where you put the liquid detergent it, it's opening but it's just kind of spilling to the bottom next to the uh to the float sensor yeah. and not doing anything and I, and I'm starting I'm starting to get really frustrated because this is a nicer uh, dishwasher than what I had, and the old dishwasher I had at the apartment is already cleaning my dishes way better than this newfangled touchscreen Frigidaire piece of shit. Yeah, we have a Frigidaire one too. Um, I'm thinking I, this is just my personal opinion. I don't know if it's 100 percent true, but I think with the newer ones that are out there, I think the pods work better than the powders and the uh, liquids. Okay, I'll give it. A sh- I'll give it a shot. So, but we did get a new washer and dryer, and those things are running so great. Nice. We got. We bought them brand new, like LGs. I'd love to get a new set at some point. I'm using my parents' old ones they bought back when I started high school. So. Wow, you're old. I know. You'll, you're gonna get older here in a, in a, in a uh, next week too. Yeah, by the time are I we gonna have a birthday podcast? We'll have a day after my birthday podcast, probably. <laughs> yeah, you're, get, you're so old, man. Yeah, not as old as you, big boy. <laughs> I won't. I won't be thirty. Can, can okay? The audience can't see this, but I'm flipping you off right now. <laughs> Thanks for the visual. Uh <laughs> yeah, the, the the narration. All right, but. Hope you guys enjoyed those woes. We're gonna go cry in the corner now, and uh, and I don't. We're, we're gonna go watch *Malignant* in the basement with all the lights off. Yeah, and cry about our moving woes. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.